1: Have you ever stormed a court or a field? Or
2: a government building?
3: Imagine there's no heaven. I don't don't know
1: what to do with this. We're nothing but grains of sand. One o'clock, Domino Cellini, the fan. 680 and 93.7 FM. They said if the Beatles stayed together, this song would be on there. Maybe I'm Amazed. Okay. Some stuff off of George Harrison's All Things Must Pass. Right. They're good a good photograph out. by Ringo Starr. Yeah.
4: I mean, if that would have been their last already.
1: album, they, they, they would have gone out with a bang. Have there's one no more. doubt about it. With meditation, there's no limit to what we can imagine. Anywho, that is our ex-platform question <laughs> of the day because they did eventually come onto the court. They didn't storm the court last night. People that were at the game, at least one person said, security wasn't right. letting the Tech fans get on the court after the win over North Carolina until the Tar Heel players and coaches made their way off the court at McCamish, well, and that- then they they came out onto the court.
3: You go, but wait, wait where had cherry to go? Where have you been? Where security <laughs> ever allowed people to storm the court? It's not an allowed thing. You just do it. Yeah, they were very polite last night
1: at Georgia Tech. Okay, I'll go. now can I? Now the time? No, no, yes. Do
2: you you know what was actually heard? Excuse me. Oh, no, no, excuse me. No, no, pardon Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. It was the politest, almost storming of a court I've ever seen.
0: Nerds!
2: No,
1: I didn't say that. Don't do do that. I did not say that. Don't at me.
2: Do you agree? Somebody already, somebody said, I loved your point about nobody's going to tell them they're big men on campus today because there's not a lot of that going on. He's just not happy that it's the case. He'd love to, as he said, he'd love to root for a school where if you went to class after a win like that, they give you a standing ovation as you walk into
1: biology. Listen, I'll say this. Damon Stodemeyer joined us at 1120. We both said the same thing when he was done. We yep. were very surprised because he, he seems to be, when he does his coaching show, a man a few words. I like pop quizzes. We found that out about Damon Stoudemire, and we found out a lot of things. He talked to us for about 20 minutes.
2: About his career. I don't think he really does a lot about his, you know, it's sort of in the past, but uh, that version of him, I would absolutely have in studio.
1: And it's up at the... I saw a lot, man. You sure did. At the podcast park, if you missed any of it, the uh, the fan app, which is free, 680thefan.com, the fan app brought to you by Beaver, Toyota of Coming. <laughs> Listen to it there.
2: Do you know the other great thing about the tech game last night? I bought nine pairs of the Storm Blocker weathery glasses. Because you can never
1: be too safe. And They're they magical. And you hand them out to family members as well. Do you think those things work anywhere
2: close to what they did? So what they were telling you is, if you're a terrible driver when it's raining, you need these. If you have problems with sunlight, I don't know. It was very
1: extreme the examples they used. I think I need those glasses based on how you're describing them. Did you not see? How I won't clear, hit as many curbs.
2: Did you not see how clear everything was? I, I don't look. It's 1999 a pair. They did tell me order now because there's a supply chain issue. We're not sure how long we can offer them at this price. I was like, I'm buying nine of them. They were magical glasses. You went from not being able to see to seeing with a clarity of, I- I've never seen anything. So clearly. you're
1: telling me if you put those glasses on, you'd be able to see Amelia Earhart's airplane? Underwater.
2: If I wore those glasses underwater, I'd
1: be able to you, see you the outline. You talked about over. it yesterday. I didn't hear about it until you talked about it. And now it's all over the place. Yeah. It's all over social okay, media. So this he's guy claiming he found the plane. He's
2: going to go in there and prove it. And my question is, why didn't, you, why didn't you prove
1: it today? About 16,000 feet below sea level, is that right? He needs a submersible, I believe he said. Don't use that one submersible that they were using. There there, there, isn't. That Uh one doesn't exist. Well, just don't don't build something similar. Don't
2: go to that company is what I would say. Find somebody else. I think that James Cameron, he's been down. He seemed to have built his own
1: submarine capsuley things Look so me, i guess I go really deep yeah i guess the point is it's it's going to take some time but going back to damon Stodemeyer, just the third first year acc head coach in the last 30 years to beat both duke and north carolina in his rookie campaign the other two both from nc state mm. sydney lowe and kevin keats and ironically chris mm. georgia tech plays mm. at north carolina on saturday at 5 30 Right, you're on the
2: fan. A busy fact to begin with, and it's nothing ironic that they're playing NC State next. My thing is, what are they? How are they going to play against NC State? I wish I could tell you. Oh, let me tell you what they're going to get out of this. I have no idea because they beat Duke and didn't play a good bat. They what? What did they lose by? Thirty-two
1: the other day. Uh, yeah, Virginia Tech routed them.
2: 30, I think it was thirty-two. I didn't stick around and watch that one, but last it's weird. night I watched the whole thing. You
1: get routed. By Virginia Tech, but now you've got three wins over top twenty-five teams at home, two top ten teams, number twenty-one Mississippi State, number seven Duke, and now North Carolina. What does Ken Palm say about that? I
3: don't know. And a loss to Georgia.
1: That's true. And Georgia plays a big game themselves this evening, six thirty. Go dogs! Alabama is in town. That student section that Road Dog has been
3: bragging about—they're going to be loaded for bear. I would imagine. I don't tonight. know if they would wait for permission to storm the court if we win tonight. <laughs> oh, you think this is a stormable court game? I think we're looking for something. Alabama is the top team in the SEC right now. Let me ask you something.
2: They they win. They storm the court. I ask you, hey, what did you think about that? What are you really telling me tomorrow? Warranted or not?
3: That you just beat the top team in the SEC. Right. But do you storm the court for that? When you're Georgia basketball, Yeah, but if you're Mike tonight.
2: White and you're saying, no, this is the game we're supposed to win, should
1: your... Should I don't know if you're supposed to, to win that. it, though. No, no, no. We're underdogs.
3: Again. I don't, oh, no, I, again, I don't we, think you should. Listen, you're asking the wrong guy.
1: I don't think you should ever storm. Before. you going to cut
3: the net down? Look, I was worried when we got close against Tennessee. Because now we don't sit. The student section isn't directly behind us, but there are alum. And I was thinking, if we beat Tennessee, when they I think they were top ten in the nation, just at get the under time. the table. I got to protect the equipment from the people storming or jumping over our table. The equipment's insured. I we'll got enough cores that will go through the door. But it's good enough to know now that uh, they'll wait for me to give them permission to uh, storm the court uh, around my equipment.
1: Watching you set up is an art form because you do it quicker and more efficiently than anybody I've ever seen. So why does
3: he have to leave at 1
2: o'clock in the afternoon someday?
1: Because he doesn't want to be here.
2: <laughs> All I drive two two shortcuts. shortcuts. Adam, do you think the student section... Have we gotten to the point, I don't mean, listen, I'm not advocating underage drinking, but do you think on a, what's today, Wednesday, do you think on a Wednesday night, some of the students are going, hey, man, let's go have a good time. We'll go get a couple of drinks and watch the game. Is that happening
3: yet? Oh, yeah, definitely. The stu- I've told you this the other day when you refused to believe me. The student section is rocking and rolling in these games for basketball this year. That's I mean, not true. The Saturday is already sold out. Now, uh, Is I mean, anybody skipping a night class to go to basketball games yet?
2: Is anybody saying, oh, I got a 7 o'clock class or a 6 o'clock class or a 5 o'clock class, but I'm not going. I'm going to the game.
3: That happened this year, this season, yes. Okay. Well, then, that's, then, then it
2: might be a good hire in Mike White. It might actually, instead of a guy stealing money, This guy might actually be
1: earning his And Damon Stoudemire talked about the big win and talked about the attitude uh, with his team, saying, look, you can't be afraid to fail. Nate George wasn't afraid to fail last night. He struggled from the field, was only 4 of 10 overall, but hits that left-hander over, what, a 7-footer off the glass. Turns out to be the game-winning shot. You
2: know what I like? I I have this vision of, again, bottom of the ninth, look at me, I'm up, and uh, look at me, 3 seconds left. They're all shooting 28-footers. Like, kids are shooting 28-footers. The fact that he went to the rim, the fact that he actually decided, in his mind, he's taking that shot. He's might have taken it in his, in his driveway. I uh, got a floater going over it. But
1: you're not afraid to fail. Right. At that point.
2: Oh, that could have been, I love what he said. He said, at least I'm setting it up for somebody to get a rebound. Right. He's also aware of clocking, getting that ball up on the rim. Yeah,
1: here is George talking about the game winner.
4: I've seen that uh,
3: Baycott had opened up to give me the left, kind of. And I know that he's slower on his feet. So I had took the drive to my left and went to my floater, my left floater. And that's that's my shot that I work on. So just taking him on the island, at least getting a shot. So even if I had missed it, my teammates get a put back with a rebound for a second shot.
1: It was weird, though, the way the game ended. And I think there was pause there because of that. Because even Reese Davis and Jay Williams calling the game for ESPN weren't sure if a foul well, there was going to be called. Jay Williams there was,
2: three times after that, that yeah, was a
1: foul. Because there was contact. And that's a Duke guy.
2: So, he said he's there was a foul. Not rooting for
1: North Carolina, but yeah, I mean, there was contact. You can you can make a case for that being a foul. I'm sticking to sure. I'm
2: to my guns. I think at least two of the officials thought the other guy might blow the whistle. And then when they all were kind of looking at each other, go, I guess not. Nobody blew the whistle. No foul.
1: Because at that point, there were some people kind of making their way out of the mm-hmm. court, and the officials, the three of them, were still standing there at the foul line. Then you had a few more people, and I I think they just said, let's get the hell out of here. let we can't get everybody back in the stands now.
2: Well, I, I think it was an excuse me type, which makes it a non-storming. Nobody says excuse me in a bona fide storming of anything.
1: They were all out there, though, eventually. They, yeah, they made their way out
2: there. Did they have their own, like, white T-shirts and everything? Sort of they wanted to it like, to be a whiteout yeah, last night. Yeah, they're trying night. to look that, like a That was section. the goal. There were a
1: lot of Carolina fans there, but the goal was to have it be a whiteout last night. So you had a big win there, and right down the road, you had another dragon slayed in the king. The king fell at State Farm Arena the Lakers pulled their starters with three minutes and 21 seconds left in the game. 138 to 122. The Hawks win their second in a row. And DeJounte Murray and Trey Young combined for 50 points and 22 assists. So yep. I ask you this. Yeah. DeAndre Hunter came back uh-huh. last night. Minutes restriction. Yep. played 16 yep. minutes. It looks like the band is back together. Mm. Based on what happens this weekend. Yes. You've got Phoenix. Then you got Golden State. Then you got the Clippers. Based on what happens through Monday with the trade deadline February the 8th. Do you keep the band together and say, you know what? What are we really going to get in return anyway? Let's ride this thing out and maybe we get hot again.
2: Okay. You, you, I'm glad you said maybe we're not going to be happy with the return because that has to be part yeah. of it. If you're happy with the return, do the deal because it doesn't look like you're going any place. You didn't beat a dragon last night. No, they are a game and below you, 500. You beat a wounded puppy is what you beat last night. And LeBron James post game going to be him. LeBron James later on on Twitter. Ooh, he sent an emoji of an hourglass. Yeah, time to slip is slipping it away. Mean?
1: We're running out of time. That's what it means. I just told you. I'm you not going to say it anything means.
2: to the team. You know this. You know that. it doesn't matter. They're 24 and
3: 25. I don't have any message for my teammates. Right.
2: So if he doesn't have a message for him, what am I doing? I'm going to celebrate the win. I won't be excessive. If you're going to keep them together, you want to be a good GM. Go get a piece that helps them. Go get a piece. If you're going to tell me, you know what we're going to do? 50 and 22. And and that backcourt on a given night can go fifteen and twenty. I know they can. Go get them another piece. They might not like each other. They might not speak to each other. Listen, DeJounte Murray, I know for a fact, I told you, he's he's mentally out of here. Except he realizes He's playing he's going, hard though. No, no, no. He out of here. He's gonna play basketball because he's a basketball player. You know what you should do? Sit him down. Say, I don't care if you like each other or not. We're gonna go get a piece and we're gonna see if we can be better. Be a good GM. Don't send a part away. Go grab a
1: part. And there's talk that not only DeJounte Murray, but Bogdan Bogdanovich now. There's talk that he could be traded. The Timberwolves are interested in him. I'll say this about him. He's not bashful. He gets that ball on the offensive side. He's shooting that ball. Very rarely is he going to pass that ball. He knows what his job is. I am here to shoot. I am here to score. And I don't care if it's going in or not. I'm shooting. If you're asking me on February 9th. It seems like night, every time he gets the ball, he shoots. Okay. Never passes. Well, he's got an LA Fitness mentality. That's, that's, that, that's how I'm, I'm exaggerating. Old I man know, LA Fitness. I'm just telling you that's how it's. Oh, seen.
2: oh. I could put five bucks on the table and say, February 9th, tell me what the starting backcourt is if they play the next night for the Atlanta Hawks. And you'd be hesitant to, to try to bet it because it could go either way. Yeah. And, and I would rather, if you're going to keep them, go at a piece. Go ahead, Pete. This team isn't good enough. Don't This is not a, a band that I'm riding.
1: Hey, with. crazier things have happened, Chris. The Eastern Conference yeah, Finals. Mean, right? Crazier things have happened. I'm just telling you. Could be one of those magical runs. One o'clock hour brought and to you by Aquaguard. Are
2: they, are they even in a playing game yet?
1: <laughs> I think they're borderline right now when it comes to that. Notice cracked bricks, floor gaps, bowed basement walls. The expert from Aquaguard can provide a free inspection. If you're ready to fix your sagging, bouncy floors, visit Aquaguard. Dot net. When we come back, a crazy fact involving the Crimson Tide and the world's biggest game. We go on campus next. It's Domino and Cellini, the fans, 680 and 93.7 FM.
0: The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like.
4: $5 minimum balance required.
1: Have you ever stormed a court or a field? And I'm the storm out. I'm the storm out. 116, Domino. Cellini the fan, 680 and 93, 7 FM. Braves Clubhouse report with KMAC coming up at 2 o'clock. Gonna talk to Chris Sale. Huh. A few other surprises as well. Looking forward to that conversation. I believe Tyler Matzik will be uh, joining Kevin that's McAlpin, or at least replay the interview from Fan.
2: Kevin, I hang it in there. I'll speak for him. He's doing okay. Um, that doesn't sound like the REO Speedwagon version that I know, but it is. So that's the album version. I think it was sort of more of a livey version that made the radio. And
1: they're still touring, man. Oh, so wouldn't, why wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing they? the wagon. Kevin Cronin and company? Yeah, I wouldn't mind jumping aboard. I've seen them a few times. They're worth it. They
2: know what they... Listen, they know what the job is. We're not doing deep cuts. No.
1: This dog is taking the world by storm. Before we get to that, let's get to this
0: fan small business spotlight sponsored by piedmont bank knowing you better serving you best it
1: is now time for the small business spotlight presented a really smooth transition by the piedmont bank thank you and this valentine's day you can treat your special someone to a transition at a spa day at natural body spa and shop give the gift of love and relaxation with a gift card that they can use for massages facials body therapies Why even hand and foot care? Your loved one can unwind and let their stress melt away with a spa day at Natural Body Spa and Shop. Visit them. In Alpharetta, Brookhaven, Buckhead, Decatur, Marietta, Morningside, Smyrna, Snellville, and what? Even Chattanooga? Shop online anytime at naturalbody.com, the Small Business Spotlight, presented by the Piedmont Bank, the bank for local businesses.
0: Want your company to be featured on the Fan's Small Business Spotlight? Just email us at at 680 thefancom
1: All right, uh, these two dog coaches are apparently kindred spirits. We'll get to that in about five minutes.
0: The college football voice of the South is going on campus. Presented by Subaru of Gwinnett on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Or shop online at SubaruofGwinnett.com.
1: I think we mentioned this earlier prior to our conversation with Damon Stodemeyer. As great as Alabama has been, no Crimson Tide player has ever scored a point in the Super Bowl. And the drought will continue through Super Bowl 58. No Alabama players are on the Chiefs or... The Niners roster. Now you've had Joe Namath. You've had Bart Starr. You've had Ken Stabler win Super Bowls. You've had running backs. They've never scored touchdowns, though. Or kicked field goals or extra points. 57, which will turn to
2: 58 times that an Alabama player has not scored.
1: What's on your Mount Rushmore of Super Bowls? You think people are bringing that up the week of the Super Bowl? Give me one more. The four What's the greatest question? Super Bowls. Oh, four greatest games. The Mount Rushmore of Super Bowls.
2: Do you know the other day? Uh, I think it's a 45-point, 55-10 is the biggest blowout ever, right? That's. The, I think that's the biggest. That was when San
1: Francisco beat Denver.
2: So yeah, it's the biggest. I think that's the biggest blowout. Forty-five point game. Nobody's really expecting anything like that to happen. And if you want to keep a lot of people around, uh, I'm not trying to do this. I know it's college. Some of these players used to play in college, so I think I can get away with it. Did you see some of the big names that are in Super Bowl commercials this year, like personalities? You know who uh, Jenna Ortega is? Um, I'm familiar with if her, She's yes. in a commercial. Do you know that Chris Pratt fella?
1: hmm
2: Heard of Tom Brady and Wayne Gretzky? I'm familiar with their work. They're in a commercial with Vince Vaughn, and on and on and on and on. People are bre- And they're breaking out the Clydesdales as well. I don't want to do anything down the hall, but boy, anheuser bushes They're kicking in money to this Telling Super Bowl you. to try to... Fix a couple of things. In my
1: father's bar, he had that Clydesdale lamp. I want that lamp. Clydesdale's making the lamp. like going around it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Was it worth a lot of money? Yeah. I, I know. I went no. on eBay. But I, hold on, where is it now? Where, where is I mean, the Where piece? is it now? Where is the physical piece? You're saying you want it? Like it
1: still exists? No, I don't want the actual one. I would like oh. a replica. Of oh, it. okay. What don't happened you? to your dad's bar stuff? Oh, you know, I've never asked that, you that that is a good question. What they did was his. Uh, partner's son reopened it in a different location and took a lot of the stuff now was it so his to take yeah i mean okay yeah my dad wasn't running anything at okay. that point all right so he probably has it someplace in storage all right. i would imagine the original uh, bar building is no longer standing
2: yeah it doesn't sound like a lot of standing from where you go <laughs> no, thank you for sending me that picture. My house. Se- thank you for sending me that picture of your house when i talked about hedges yeah those are some hedges aren't they wow in that picture those aren't hedges I don't know what those They are. would not fit the, uh, the the technical dictionary version of what a hedge is. You know what? They were hedges. They were sort of sticks that had, I don't know, a couple of green things I'll on I'll say
1: this. They were hedges in this respect. We had to go out there and clip them.
2: I know that much. They grew. Was your father proud of the outside of the house? Like, would it stay painted or No. Clipping hedges sounds like you want to be proud of it. Doesn't yeah, sound like there's I mean, a lot. Of I,
1: I think there were certain things okay. like our garage was dilapidated. Oh. Uh, he didn't care about that, obviously. Okay. Right. And they put up a hoop in the backyard, and it was kind of on an angle, so you know, aesthetically, he didn't care about that either. But yeah, those hedges, he was obsessed with the hedges and cutting the grass. You know, we had like I don't know three feet, right. three square feet of grass, but it's going to look good. Yeah, cut that grass. I don't know why I complained about it. You know, in retrospect, it would take seven minutes they caught the grass. anywho. Jalen Milrow was still at Alabama, and he did a camp for kids, and he said, yeah, I miss Coach Saban, but you have to remember this. 28 years from now, he's going to be 100 years old. We had to let him retire. <laughs> everybody. Good bod.
2: I love the fact that I think he's factually accurate, and he is basically claiming that Coach Saban might be around at 100. Nick Saban, as his daughter said, seems to be enjoying retirement a little bit too much. If you would have if, if I would have said name a thousand guys that Nick Saban was playing golf with at the Reggie Jackson. Travis Scott and, and fifty seven
1: Fiddy would have never, never popped into my head.
2: Never. That, I saw the lineup by the way. Reggie Jackson did a hell of a tournament. Well he's Mr. October. I mean I would imagine he could draw names. They were there. Big names. Oh, and by the way, you know who else is gonna be in a commercial? Uh, the Beckhams. Leonard uh, DiCaprio. No, no, no. Well maybe. But the Beckhams are gonna be in a commercial together. Uh, and then uh, that messy fella, he's going to be in a commercial as well. Do you think anybody about uh, soccer?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two in, in the regard that he's going to be, i also going to tell you, commercial, Watson. It's seven
2: million dollars for 30 seconds. That's why. Oh, I recognize him. He's messy. Do you think anybody right now is trying to throw 20 million dollars, 25 million dollars at Taylor Swift to do a Super Bowl commercial? Sure. You think she says yes? I don't know what she endorses. She does the Capital One, as we said. No. What that. if Capital One says we want you to do a specialty Super Bowl commercial, twenty-five million? Why not? Does it seem like then you're kind of glomming on the whole? I know. I get it. You're dating her.
1: Yeah, but you can't be any bigger than you are right now if you're Taylor Swift. So don't you no, say no. she didn't need Travis Kelsey no, to be no. where she is. But don't you say the no NFL to the, needed her.
2: Don't you say no to the twenty-five million and go nah.
1: I'm just trying to figure out why.
2: I think somebody wants her to do a
1: Super Bowl commercial. I don't want to take right calls now. on it, but I'm just trying to figure out why people are bothered. If you're bothered by Taylor Swift, why does it bother you? I don't. She was on. She was on the screen for 44 seconds. Is that right?
3: Four, two, three, three.
2: And I don't know. Look, here's the other part. Somebody brought this up too. You don't know, like when uh, L. Duncan talked about you know, girl and dad girls. You know, girl dads. Yeah. And and it was about Kobe Bryant. A woman brought up and it sort of went viral because she said. Hold on now. You're mad because they're showing a respectful relationship on TV. And as far as I can tell, like short of him doing a stupid TV show, they're not bad examples. So why are we not celebrating the idea that maybe it's a healthy relationship like that? I don't know. It was kind of interesting as a father of two daughters. I think it just
1: shows you that people, no matter what you put out there, people are going to be insulted or offended by something Mike Bobo, a lot of people were offended by him. At the What's end of the he season. doing? He's gonna ruin everything in that SEC championship game. He says, I understand having worked with Todd Monkin last year and going through what Todd Monkin went through. At the end of the SEC championship game, what is happening right now? Middle! All it takes is one game. Oh, a half. You build one ship, you're not a shipbuilder, you screw one game up, you're a horrible coach. I can't believe we pay this guy. To do I don't believe in Mike Bobo. And there were five people that were waiting. About midway through the third quarter of that SEC oh, championship no game, doubt. you know, they had me lined up to send stuff to me. It's send. Hold it. Hold it. That's, five, four, listen. Three. Hold it. It's the clock says send. You know, normally I'd argue, I'd argue with you, but I don't understand the run into the short side of the field and that reverse. I mean, I listen. I questions myself. There are a lot of things I didn't understand either. I
2: think there were people who were hoping you'd get into a
1: Twitter debate, and
2: at a certain point, you go, "Hey, man, I'm kind of on your side on yeah, this." One. Yeah,
1: I mean, listen. Sometimes when uh, you're not going to hook me, when you're on the right side of the fence. You're on the right side of the fence. There's not much I can say.
2: I read something from a. a it's supposedly a scout. And he was talking about Caleb Williams. And it was everything, look, from the neck up, that might be his problems. When you see the crying and you see the nails and you see the, what's he going to be? Can you really? Then I read somebody telling me that Denver and Sean Payton might have an interest in trading up to go get Caleb Williams. Now, I will say this. I don't know either guy personally. Caleb Williams, it would seem, would have to have a little bit of a different persona to get along with Sean Payton. Would he not? Like, that seems almost like a strange
1: ish. I I think you, those two guys, it does on the surface. But if you come in and you're no nonsense and you understand the playbook, I think he's going to leave you alone. The point is, this guy said what I've been
2: saying for years from September to December, I figure out why I want to draft you. From January until draft day, I'm trying. This has been my mantra forever. You have four months to prove that what your game film is supposed to be the most important thing. What are the reasons I don't
1: want to it? I'll just you? say this. If you're a teammate of Caleb Williams and you put yourself in that position, and maybe you don't feel this way, but I'm telling you, this is how I feel. And we lost that game. Was it to UCLA? Mm-hmm. Hard fought game. I'm tired. I'm beat up. And this guy's in the stands crying. I know. I, I-, I am wondering what he's doing yes. at that point. As a teammate. Now, they, he- you don't have to agree. I'm just telling you where I'm coming from.
2: What a coach is supposed to be. What a college coach is supposed to be with NFL guys when they ask. I'm supposed to be honest. You don't kill a guy. You don't want the word to get out. But NFL coaches, I think, are pretty good at not getting it out. He's going to be asked
1: about that. He's going to be no asked about doubt. painting the fingernails. He's going to be asked about all these but things. Come Let's- on. Cry for me. I don't know if they're going to taunt him, but
2: they'll ask him about it. You know, I was thinking about asking you that question about what type of tree would you be. But I really want to get to the crying.
4: What? Are you going to cry now?
2: You have to ask the coaches. What's what's the dynamic? Is he a leader? Because I'm going to put him around a 33-year-old offensive lineman in a huddle. What happens? And you're supposed to, as a college coach, tell these guys the truth. It'll be interesting to see where... I heard Denver, you heard Chicago. There's going to be something that comes out about him. Well, here's the scene. He's going to drop to five and six, and somebody's going to... I don't know if that's true. He seems to be the prime example when it comes to personality. He'll be, I think, the most talked about guy when it comes to that.
1: I don't want to say he's polarizing, but he's getting close to being polarizing when you talk about the talent that is Caleb Williams. Now, the talent of Lab McConkie on full display yesterday, his route running, you mean it, was called pristine. Then you got guys like Matt Miller from ESPN saying, you know what? There's a possibility this guy could be a first round pick at the bottom of the first round. Lab McConkie could be drafted. All because he ran, what, six routes? Six, well, six one-on-one routes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he probably did a few other things. Yeah, I know he did there. more than that, but, but I'm he, saying but he ran it was six. those six routes that everybody kept talking about. A couple of nice cuts.
2: Comes back to the football, laid out for one. Uh, it was okay. Yeah, fine. I don't know if the DBs are told. Look, they almost seem like they're in an impossible situation. With the quarterback's not. Somebody said it today. quarterback's not getting rushed. Um... It's not a real sort of game thing, but but it's better than not being good. It's better than not looking like you're on clean routes. So that's all fine. This same guy, though, I wanted to bring this up. This guy who I was reading, the scout, he's got like some fake Twitter name, but he is allegedly, people do know who he is, and he's an NFL. He was a former NFL scout. He was the one that declared Brock Purdy was the second best quarterback in that draft. So I don't know if he carries weight. I don't know how long you get to pimp on that. He said McConkie... There is going to be serious talk about moving him into the first round. I was like, okay. I didn't think so, but I kind of like the idea that this guy's white.
1: He's been compared to white receivers. Cooper Cup and Hunter Renfro. Oh. Those white. are the two names I and saw Lee yesterday. Emily and they're all coming. They're all coming. Listen, if he's any of those guys, you're doing all right Lance for yourself. Lance Allworth. You know, I see a lot of Lance Allworth. I that game. I don't see. Oh. Bambi was uh he had speed, blazing it's, speed. Did you see the white
4: man?
2: Did you see what the University of Kansas is gonna be playing their football games? They're gonna be they're gonna be playing the big room. They're going Arrowhead. Uh they've got a big facility upgrade, but they'll be playing home games in Arrowhead in twenty twenty
1: four. Uh Dan Lanning, now a member of the Big Ten, Jeez. still at Oregon. I don't know if it's a warning, but that was the headline. Dan Lanning has warning for Big Ten teams. I I don't know about that.
2: Can I read you the quote? Yeah, go ahead. I think at the end of the day, the Big Ten's going to have to prepare for us and what we do different for that league.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's a warning, but I I think it's a fair statement. I'm glad to be in one of the
2: two conferences in college football that are elite. mm -hmm. I'm glad we're going to be able to go play some games but the elite teams, you look at the national championship, and that was two Big Ten teams that were squaring
1: off. Oh, He's trying to look too hard. The Ducks had the it. number two scoring offense, 44.2 points per game. And I, yeah, Washington, I yeah, technically they're they're a big ten team now. Yeah. So yeah. Can I give he a, is right about it that? It
2: doesn't really fit in. Remember the other day I was trying to I was trying to remember the Bill Belichick story. Bill Belichick, he can actually do other things. He's not just gonna look to get to a whiteboard and draw plays. It was a sit-down where Joe Green sat down with him. Do you remember reading this? And the first question he asked Joe Green, not all the Super Bowls, not all this and that, he said, how many takes did it take to do that Coke commercial? You know, the famous jersey. Mm-hmm. So Bill Belichick was letting you know, I don't need to do See, just football. I'm telling you. That's the story. Bill Belichick can do other things.
1: Do you ask him about kicking Tom DeLeon? No. Brown Center years ago in the nuts? Did, he, did, he, did that come up in the conversation?
2: Did, did he load up? Oh, yeah. It's on YouTube. Why do I not know this? Bill Belichick loads up and kicks his own center <laughs> in the nuts. No,
1: no, no. Oh. He got it all wrong. Man. Oh. Joe Green kicks Tom DeLeon. Aggravated because he was blocking him too hard, or what was this? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't uh, know that. Let's just say the rest of the Browns' offensive linemen teamed up on Joe Green. If this happened today, people would be suspended left and right. First of all, Joe Green, he loads up and kicks him right in the Phenobelies. For all the world to see. Yeah, if if you do that, it's on YouTube. If you do that today, you're suspended for eight games, you're not playing. I'm not sure sure anybody got thrown out of the game. I think once they separated everybody, the game got played. I can make the The case
2: that loading up and kicking a man in the nuts is the equivalent of nine punches.
1: Right? Punches get you thrown out. That old AFC Central, those those players were insane. There was another game where Brian sight was rolling out of bounds and Lambert hit him late on that the brown one, sideline. They, they beat the hell out of Lambert on the sideline. He gets out from the scrum and he's going back I do to the Steelers' sidelines and he's limping. I mean, they beat the living daylights out of him. But nowadays, you'd have cameras all over the place. Again, somebody be suspended for the rest of the year. I got you'd see the highlights. I got a
2: coach who pushed his own player, not even to the ground. Yeah, you got to lose your job over that. I, one. I,
1: again, I, I watched that a few times. The new Falcons defensive coordinator, what he did, Jimmy Lake while How he about was in Washington. He do? I, I, do, you get, do you deserve to get fired for that? I, I, I'm not really sure you deserve to get fired for that.
2: Well, oh, I know you're not supposed to. Again, a high school kid, I'm starting to say, you're trying to get somebody away forcefully. You have a message for them. Whether they were going to get a 15-yard penalty, whether they were going to start something that got players kicked out, you had to get them away. Guy's 20 years old. Shove him. It's okay. He didn't continue, as we said. He didn't, he didn't knock them to the ground and start kicking them. No. All right, can I give you one more? You want to watch grown men. How do I put this delicately? It's not a down-the-hall thing. How do I put this down? Um, you know how I feel sometimes about recruiting guys? What do they do? They're a little bit too excited about some of this stuff. Uh, Jim Bob's got four stars. we uh, He's the best thing ever. That's he, a crapshoot as well,
1: but for the you, most part. It's not a crapshoot. It is. Yeah. Mr. Blank, it is.
2: You, some guys get a little too excited. Jim Bob's thinking about coming to play for us. Did you know what happened yesterday? It has to do with a measurement. And grown men all of a sudden. Pants got a little bit tighter. Would you know what it was? I, I'm not following you here. Michael Penix Jr. had a hand that measured 10 and a half inches. Hi-oh! There were grown men who thought no, this was... No, I
3: know where you're going with this. <laughs> you're nasty. You're nasty.
2: <laughs> Michael Penix... Hand measured 10 and a half inches. That's really
1: a disturbing drop, is it not? I like that. It doesn't even matter if you're in context (laughs) or not. It's
2: disturbing. (laughs) In or out of context. But I'll give you disturbing. A guy measured, his hand measured 10 and a half inches. It is stunning. And there were people who were just like, wow, this is great. Why is it great? His hand's big enough to throw a football? Oh, that's great. I've seen the film.
1: He also went to the Job Clinic, and I guess they checked him out there based on the two torn ACLs, and I guess he's got medical charts. It seems like, anyway, he's carrying around with them. So if anybody asks, here you go. Got him under his arm. You do- I'm using him for Christmas gifts. <laughs> like he's coming home from school in his
2: books. Yeah, you do know that you can get a doctor to say that surgeries. Those surgeries never even happened. You do know you can get a doctor to sign off on anything. We're going to have our
1: own guys look at you. Oh yeah, you better believe at the combine. So we found a doctor who said, "What about his his torn ACL? He's fine. Never this happened. Completely healed." Well, they didn't say that. What ACL? He, there's there's no problem whatsoever. He does, he's like Heinz Ward. He doesn't have an ACL. It's everybody's. And, and story. that's true, incidentally. Heinz Ward went to the combine, and they said, "You don't have an ACL." I what? And
2: he dropped in the draft. Now what did he become? Hall or, of Famer. Yeah, where he should be. anyway. Borderline Hall of Famer, who yeah. maybe gets in. All right, I think that's it. Oh, um, that Henry Cavill who I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with college. Are we done? you <laughs> can stop the music
1: for a second. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll stop it. We it did Michael Penix for
2: you? We did Michael Pennock's hand size at yeah, ten and did. a half inches. That's exciting. And Bo Knicks, we
1: kind of talked about it yesterday. He said, "I'm a football junkie. I played for five different systems, but you know, I took something out of every one of those." Systems. Why
2: don't we take? Oh, and the University of Tennessee president wrote one of the great letters. Well, they
1: counter countersuing the NCAA. It's
2: three pages. It's three pages saying, you're coming after us for NIL? How about we come after you? Because for what? Because, listen, it's three pages. There's a lot of stuff in it. Basically, why don't you guys set up where everybody knew what, what was okay and what wasn't? We blame you. Because if you can hand a kid $50,000 and a car in the middle of Times Square, why are you telling me any of this is off limits? Nobody really understands the rules except you can't entice them. Is that the word they keep using? You can't entice them to come play with money. Yeah. Yes, I can. That's what Tennessee, I believe, is sort of saying. We can do anything we want because you guys have basically said we can do anything we want. Here's the Henry Cavill thing. There's a new movie coming out. What do you think of Guy Ritchie? I like Guy Ritchie movies.
1: I like Guy Ritchie, but I can't understand what anybody's saying in his movies. bit overrated. need
2: subtitles. Here's the good news. This one, you're not going to have a problem. Your boy Henry Cavill's in it. Supposedly a true story. He's English, though. He may be, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, may yeah, that in that accent. No, no, no. You're going to understand him. I promise. I watched the preview. Um, I don't even know the name of the movie. I got it someplace. Doesn't matter. Do you know what it's about? It's about World War II. Do you know the guy from Reacher? You don't even know him, but it's Alan Richin, the big, yeah, the, big, big. Yeah, the monster. Big, yeah. Guess what he's doing in this movie? He's he fighting. He a tank. No, he's fighting with Henry Cavill. You know who they're killing? World War II, true story, and I'm so killing ready. Killing Hitler? For
1: it. Leonard DiCaprio.
2: They are killing
3: Nazis. Mm hmm. All over the place.
1: It's called "Inglorious Bastard. No. The, the
3: Ministry of Ungentlemanly wa- Warfare. Try that again. Try it again. The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Good job. Ungentlemanly. Petititin. They got me doing updates.
2: <laughs> the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Henry Cavill's got a gun that he's, he's carries it with him like it's his best friend Free in every world. He walks into this room, starts killing Nazis, walks into that room, starts killing Nazis. This Alan Richenfeld, Richenfeld, all of a sudden he's got a bow and arrow. I don't know why. Maybe that's his thing. Foom, Nazi down.
1: Foom, Nazi down. And they
2: tell you. Hey, you got an after angle him. like
1: in Glorious Bastard. You had the bear Jew.
2: Margarita,
0: Teddy ball game.
2: But I don't know why he's got a, like a bow and arrow, but he's got a bow. Foom, Nazi mm-hmm. down. Nazi down. They say it's a true story. Like this it's group of guys who were going yeah. after the Nazis. Well, it's wow. a part of history.
1: I'm again. interested. Yeah, it's Me interesting. Too. Everybody, everybody. By the way, okay. we're gonna have
2: the Final Four. Yeah, we're gonna have the opening of baseball Masters, and we got the Masters. Yeah,
1: and we got Henry Cavill killing Nazis, hunting Nazis. A part again of uh, history. Wonderful. And speaking of which, Nazis. Today in history.
2: Yeah. Well, it's it's tomorrow in history. Billy Joel is releasing his first single in
1: 17 years. All right, you're jumping the gun on me a little bit. today in history, Braves and baseball history, brought to you by the fine folks across the street at Truist. 1919 on this day, Jackie Robinson is is born in Cairo, Georgia. That's correct. Also in 1947 on this How long were you here before you didn't pronounce it Cairo? Uh, I think when I finally, so six years, because when I finally went to CSS, Willie Harris is from Cairo. Okay. We used to play for the Braves. Set you straight. And he was in studio with us. Interesting. And that's when I figured it out. Because it just reads Cairo. Yeah. That's how you know you transition. You're, Absolutely. I'm not a son of the South like you are, but it's part of my heritage now. Yeah. 1947 on this date, Nolan Ryan <sighs> is born in Texas. So Jackie Robinson, Nolan Ryan. It's a good day. Born on the same day.
3: Very positive day.
1: Yeah. Huh. Also on this day, Brian Finnerin born. He celebrated a birthday that. this morning. Also on this day, Domino, Terry Kath was born. lead guitarist from the band That's Chicago. That. Chicago Beach Boys Beatles. Every day. Accidentally shot himself, killed himself just days before his 32nd birthday. You know, Chicago was never the same.
2: I know, I've heard. I've heard. Well, well, did you ter- see him
1: in the Thanksgiving parade? They're pretty good. Top were- that wonder, Brett. I don't think Terry Kath would have done that.
2: Terry Kath would have been me. You know what he would have said? I abstain. I'm not going on a Wonder Bread floor.
1: Wonder Bread, by the way, is a lot of stuff in it. Like, even my doctor said you got to buy a better bread. Also, on this day, John Rocker suspended by Major League Baseball in 2000 until May the first for those comments that he made in that Sports Illustrated December interview. And we had Donna Hall, I know, and we had. The Christmas party. We had Liam was on Radio Korea the night before, and we came in all in you know, a fog. I wouldn't yeah, say yeah, banged that's up, true. and then we found out about the story. And, and Liam Mazzoni and Brian Jordan, Brian Jordan came on, and let's just say neither one of them were very happy with John Rocker that day. Oh my! I was surprised in retrospect that wouldn't happen today. You wouldn't Coming have, on. You wouldn't have guys like that no. coming on. No, it, that's where
2: relationships come into play yeah. because. We didn't go through the team. No, I can no. promise you that. The
1: day the article was released, those guys came on with us. And what did Brian Jordan say? Well, you asked Brian Jordan if he was in front of you right now, would you fight him? And Brian Jordan said yes. I,
2: he, I said, if that came out on June 10th and there's a game tonight, what happens? Is there a fight?
1: Yes, there and would. And Leo Mazzoni said that guys that run their mouths before right. doing all that much, sooner or later, they pay the price sometimes their career comes to an end and they never really achieve what they were capable of achieving and and you can make that case with john so
2: i will say we don't have to go this is not a down the hall thing if we go further it could be but i don't think we needed to do down the hall as quickly as we did there.
1: if we want to go further down the hall well he was a guy that was showing off right yeah in front of a writer yeah i think that's what happened and lo and behold carried away Barry Bonds agrees on this date in 1992 to a one-year $4.7 million deal with the Pirates. The largest ever for a one-year deal. And I'm sure everybody said it. Oh, this is the destruction of the sport. (laughs) I found something
2: from a sporting news like in 1960 where somebody got paid like $48. (laughs)
1: There it is. This game is over. Also on this date in 1961, Houston voters approve a bond that will finance the, what would become anyway, Houston Astrodome, which opened on April the 9th, 1965. They, they originally had April real they grass in Yeah. The then right? right? they had to install AstroTurf.
2: Yeah, because what happened is there was so much glare... He needed light to get in to let the grass grow, sunlight. Then there was so much glare on so many places, they couldn't do it. They painted the roof black, the glass black, grass dyed. Is that Here true? And they had played a game, by the way, in 19, I think, 64. I think Mickey Mantle hit the first home run in the They when were, people go,
1: well, that's impossible. They, they played an exhibition game. And they were at the time, the Houston Colt Forty-Fives, right? Yes, they were. Named after the gun, not the malt liquor. Right
2: then they became the Astros because of the time, oh, wait, we got NASA over here. And they had people in spacesuits. Actually, it was real dirt. They, yeah. they raked the dirt. If you go look online, there are pictures of the grounds
1: crew. Yeah, they're dressed as Astro. They're dressed as Astro. It's a very true story. How All about right, that? Those are some of the things that happened on the state in Braves and baseball history. Again, brought to you by Truist, that new headquarters, going up right next door to us. that's, that's true. a palace over there
2: that is true that's gonna be nice good digs <laughs> in you might much get so. a job over there with Those week bet you they have a great cafeteria don't oh, you think yeah. that all of these buildings with these fancy uh, pants companies don't you think they have what about a great the second cafeteria? floor here
1: that cafeteria what's going on in this very building is impressive what's going on in this building have you gone down to the no, second floor i'm not in a I cafeteria on the third floor me and adam don't know about it yeah go check it out i don't know about that yeah Interesting. I haven't been on the floor itself. I've tried someone has escorted me yeah, off. Yeah. yeah. You know, right away I get on the elevator. Come uh, down with me. I'll get us on. All right, let's 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 check it out let's after go, Let's program. go
2: eat a, a pastrami on rye. All right, we're done at 2 o'clock I'm yeah, going to
3: Magianos.
1: The uh, Braves Clubhouse Report is coming up next. Perhaps we'll go with uh, Adam the Magianos.
3: Can I tease one more thing? Yeah, we'll get a preview about one the Braves Clubhouse
1: Report. One more thing will come first.
2: It's actually two. One of them has to do with the Braves. I'm mm-hmm. going to let you hear a sound. A couple of
0: teammates. Two more couple of teammates
2: were asked about Ozzie Albies not being one of the top 10 second base. We'll right. let you hear that. Then on this date, I saved. There's one more thing that actually debuted on this date. All right. So, but two more things.
1: Yeah. Oh, actually, well, the course just keeps weighing in. Oh, we'll find there out. Was how, three well, again, I'm not three surprised. Three more things three to three close more. out a Wednesday. Domino Cellini, The Fan, 680 and 937 FM.
4: $5 minimum balance required. One
1: more thing. Well, in this case, three more things. Domino Cellini wrapping up a Wednesday. K-Max in studio with us. The Clubhouse Report, as in the Braves. Clubhouse Report is coming up at 2. But like I said... Here's Domino with three fun facts. Uh,
2: I don't remember one of them. I'm going to let you hear from uh, Sean Murphy and Matt Olson in a second about Ozzy Albee's not being, according to the MLB Network. got to write the things top. down. I know. So, is there there's, audio for this? Some yeah, there's audio for this. It's Murphy and Olson on Ozzy. Oh, okay. That's the cut. Hold on. But here's what else is going on. Do you know the Tropicana in Las Vegas has now announced what their last day is going to be? they got to tear it down because you know, the they
1: shot. Yeah, gone. they shot Mo Green, too. Yeah. Kind of so, led to the closing. Oh, and did you know that...
2: There was a couple of scenes in some of famous movies. It was done at the Tropicana. How much do you think it cost to build a Tropicana when it was built? I think it was
0: $100 million. Dollars.
2: 67 years ago? 67 years Uh,
1: $1.5 million. Okay.
2: It was $15 million. It was the most expensive, but it wasn't. $1.5 million. I know it was 67 years ago. That wouldn't have worked. $15 million to build a Tropicana. They can do this just to embarrass me. I started to look at the Tropicana. They have a Hall of Fame. Like people who were Eddie Fisher was the first guy who opened up in the big room. Who's alive like a that's in
1: that Hall of Fame? That's the question.
2: Oh, I'm not sure if anybody's alive. 30,000 seat building. They're going to close it down and they're going to build and blah, blah, blah. It'll be open in 2028. I'll let you hear the sound, and maybe the third thing will hit me. Man, I had three things, but now I only have two. This is Sean Murphy and I believe Matt Olson talking about Ozzie Albies not being one of the 10 second basemen. In all the baseball,
3: I mean, that's a that's a crime. Uh, we Thirty and hundred last year as a second baseman? That doesn't happen. Uh, Ozzy Albies might be the best second baseman, at least. Uh He's he's up there. I, I I'd put him at one. And nobody else would rather have. It. I was surprised. I I made a comment up under and Matt Sick as well. But uh, obviously, I think I think it was just a, it was just a little mistake. They didn't realize he was still playing baseball. So. Uh, definitely top two for sure top two top three so anywhere in there fits him michael
2: harris doing the funnies he's saying that maybe they forgot he still plays baseball this guy has done nothing but deliver
1: i could see maybe they forgot him the first time around but the second time around now you're doing things on purpose now you're just being an adjective they asked a bunch of players about
2: it let's just say that nobody came out with yeah, i think they got it right nobody said that they all believe he's i found my other thing you know what else happened on this date Remember the National, the newspaper? Yeah. It debuted on this date. I looked at the writers. Frank DeFord started it. They lost $100 million. Wow. It was a daily newspaper that had everything in it, and they hired some of the biggest names, best writers I, I in all the country. That
1: you can talk about National stuff all you want, but I think as sports fans, people still want to hear things from a local perspective. I really believe that for the most part. That's why things like the National, I mean, it doesn't work. They lost uh, Yeah, I, I don't know.
2: A $100 million in 1990 money. I told you what also happened, me and the Dr. Pete Schmidt, before he was a doctor, we stole one of the national dispensers, and we had it right there in our, I guess we had an apartment. Is it our living room? It wasn't a living room. It was a the couch room with the TV. What do you call that?
1: I guess you could call that a living room. We weren't
2: room. a family, yeah, so it correct. wasn't a family room. We were just It was the TV room. The TV room. Thank you. In the TV room, we had one of the yellow national dispenser boxes. And every day we would get a national, and we'd put it in there. You guys were nuts. Well, to steal it, it was a little bit interesting. We did steal it. I'm not proud of it. We did steal
1: it. Man, you're a sly one there, my man. Party animals, you and Dr. Peach. We did steal it. Yeah, Chuck and Chernoff are going to be on the road tomorrow celebrating the return of golf season. Firemaker Brewery is where they're going to be. 975. Chattahoochee Avenue in West Atlanta, 2 to 6, giving away free rounds of golf, 680 t-shirts, other golf items as well. So check them out tomorrow. Firemaker Brewery, 975 Chattahoochee Avenue. What's that word again? Brewery.
2: Why don't you just say brew house? Yeah. It's the brew house. Because then they'll get mad. Oh, yeah. It's not the name that of their company. Yeah, you're right about that. Hey, Kevin McAlpin's here, and I'm sure you saw the clip of Alex Anthopoulos, why he doesn't want jerks. (laughs) Kevin, I'm hanging in there. How are you, you hanging in there? I'm doing well, Ben. Thank okay. you. Um, when he started to, a lot of people thought he was ready to say Arcia. Did you see the clip? No. I watched it like the Zabruder film. So you guys asked him at FanFest. Uh-huh. I studied it. I did, and I sent him. Back and forth. I sent him a text. He called it reverse engineering. He told the story at the trade deadline. They were going to go after a guy who could have helped him. What he said was he talked to somebody he respects, and I said, no, don't do it, and they didn't do it. He said, the reason I'm okay telling you this it's because reverse engineering. we got 26 guys plus, 30 teams. These guys have been all over. You'll never be able to figure out who it is. So I watched the video again, and right at 34 seconds, it looks like he said I called. Uh, and then, oh, did he call Arcia? Mm. What did he play with? Maybe Tommy Fan? Well, I, I texted him. I said, I want two guesses. One <laughs> guy, he said the guy was a jerk. I said, one guy I know is not a jerk, and I don't think he was available. Josh Hayer. The other guy I put out there was Tommy Pham. I just I threw two names out of him. I wasn't right. I think I know. Can I tell you off air? Oh, you think you know? I think I know. I, so I think you, I know. I told him I was going to do the math, and then I realized the math. I was turning into Oppenheimer this morning. <laughs> yeah. I was doing a lot of calculations. I was just like, uh oh, Tommy
1: like, Pham could slap you at any time. I
2: no doubt in my mind. At any time. <laughs> do you think at a fan fest, Tommy Pham has had to, uh, I'd really like to slap this guy right now. But he didn't do it. I do. I think guys who are willing to slap another man think about slapping a man really, quite it, a bit. If
1: you're going to hit somebody else, it really does take a lot to really, you know, you could talk about hitting somebody, but the actual act of hitting somebody else, you,
2: you've you got to go be, there. You're, you're wired differently. What do I tell you about fighters? UFC, MMA, street fighters, bum fighters. Yeah. You've got to be a different cat to be able to hit another human being. To take a punch is one thing. To hit another human being, you've got to go there. If you're willing to do that to Jock Peterson... You've had to stop yourself from slapping other people. Yes, you've struggled with
1: it, and that's not the only person you've slapped. <laughs> Have you all been in a fight? Like he and I this fight, like with each other? No, just in general. Yes, it's been a long time, but yes. yeah. Yeah.
2: Last punch I threw was the um, what was the place we did our show at, uh, not Bucket Saloon. Uh, the Lodge? The, no, not the Lodge. Oh, the Beer Garden. Beer Garden. You threw a punch there, huh? Oh, I punched the guy right in the <laughs> snot box. I got a good one in. Last time I threw a punch. I don't even know how many years ago that is. Now. That's a long time ago. 23,
1: 24 yeah. years. I'm not punching anybody anymore.
2: What's the other place where they throw napkins in the air? Not the Dick's Last Resort. De Verna Planca? Oh, you don't know? Is Great that the other place one? on
1: Cheshire Bridge? It's not Cheshire Bridge. It's
2: in Dunwoody. Dunwoody had one of those places. Hey, let's get up. Oh, that, uh, I, let's throw. I, I don't know. I punched a the guy there, too, but <laughs> I think that was about Magic a year. City? Be- no, no. I think it was a year before the beer car. I'm not
1: familiar with that place. At all. Yeah, oh, hey, throw napkins up. We, uh, we are familiar with Chris Sale and Tyler Matzik. We're going <laughs> to hear the conversations came back that you had with them at FanFest, right? Yeah,
2: we will. And it's funny, uh, Chris, to bring it back to your Ozzy Albies comment. Yeah. Now, that list that MLB put out, I asked him the question when he was sitting with us. I said, I don't know if you care. I don't know if you pay attention. Follow these things.
3: And he's starting to smile. He's starting to, like, laugh as I'm asking him. I said, you're not in the top ten two years in a row? I said, so I had to throw it out there to have your back. I tweeted, did Ozzy Albies retire? And he just laughs. He goes, I saw that, that Gave me a good laugh. Uh, I enjoyed uh, uh, that conversation yeah. that you had. With oh, he's
2: so Oh, that's funny. Again, he's my favorite break. Yeah. Sorry, he just is. If anybody's got another favorite Brave... Did he answer whether he was supposed to be in the top ten?
1: He basically just said, "You know what? If you need a little extra motivation, yeah. sometimes, yeah, why not?" He you wasn't going to give them the satisfaction. Yeah. He said, I'm just going to. It just gives me reason to play hard. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty and hundred last year.
3: I guess <laughs> that, that doesn't do anything for the, oh. the list writers. A lot of second baseman that can do that.
1: <laughs> so like his Braves teammates. Unbelievable. That happens all the time. All right, looking forward to that. I want to thank Damon Stoudemire, Texas head basketball coach. Like hey, really for joining us today. Enjoyed that spending twenty solid minutes with him. Also want to thank uh, Chris D'Amino for talking to Jared Kelman. Played that interview as well. Matt Lear, Road Dog, thank you on the other side of the glass. Pace yourself, Road Dog, during the updates. Pace yourself. Uh. You know
2: he's been critiquing every
1: update. Four stories. You oh don't boy. need to cram everything in. Does. Sorry about that. I wasn't paying attention. Just trying to help. That's all. Just trying to help. Is he doing updates tomorrow? I don't know. It so, why don't you
2: tell him this? I don't half
1: think half. so. Why don't you tell him this the first or second time? Can I just figured I'd save it? it for the end. I, I think he's pretty natural at right? it. Everything's a work in progress, right? Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Yeah. And yeah. well, we'll leave it at that. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. We're back tomorrow at 11. Domino Cellini, the fan, 680 and
4: 93.7 FM. I'm out of here. Love